Hey guys, welcome to Phone Home, a guide to finding your way back home. First, I wanna say a special thank you to all of y'all who have sent so much love my way. I'm really glad you guys are enjoying the Sound Journey episode I uploaded last month. I feel like March has been a month of processing for me, processing emotions, new insights, and overall a month of trying to bring in more joy into my life. We are now past the winter which is all about rest, reflection, silence, and renewal. Winter is a perfect catalyst for change, and now heading into spring, we can reap the new inspirations, insights, and energy that come with it. Acknowledge all the endings and embrace the new things coming into your life. For this week's episode, I originally was planning on speaking about Atlantis, but I think I want to focus more on my analysis on what's going on in the world right now, because I think what happened in Atlantis and later Egypt is just repeating history. We've all done this before, and I'm sure some of you out there feel that too. So let's begin, strap in, grab some tea, maybe a notebook, take three deep breaths, and let's start with our channeled message. Are the people around us giving us unconditional love or just looking for someone they can mold? Why are we asking for permission to become who we truly are meant to become? Why are we waiting for other people's approval? How do we show up for each other during this time? A time where we can't physically see each other so easily. Is there something we can offer the collective in order to aid the healing of the planet? We each have our specific soul mission and I believe we're all about to witness the unfolding of why we incarnated on the planet right now. It's said that many people on the planet right now were once residents of Lemuria and Atlantis. These places were seen as heaven on earth, a place where all living things were equal and able to evolve. I believe we're gonna start building new systems in order to recreate a similar experience for awakened people on the planet. I believe as a collective, we're heading towards what may feel like a state of grieving in which we're gonna have to let go of all the old systems that kept us in a state of otherness and embrace the realization of the power we really have. The power that was given to us at birth, but through living in a capitalistic society, we have forgotten how strong creators and alchemists we really are. I challenge all of you to be a lighthouse for all of those around you. Help those find the way. Have tough conversations, but find your path first. Be the example and share the tools that have helped you. You hold the structure of your life together, not money, not a career, and not what society does. Let your loved ones, intuition, and mastery of self be your protective barrier. Don't put it all on your shoulders. We're all here to help co-create this transition together. I recently visited California for the first time to visit Mount Shasta and Joshua Tree, two popular spiritual sites. Obviously, I'll be there. People have had a multitude of different spiritual experiences at Mount Shasta. For example, some say while on their hike, a guide has come to them and led them into the inside of the mountain, where different beings live like Atlanteans, aliens, fairies, etc. You can read more about this in the book Tellos by Aurelia Jones. The name Mount Shasta actually means the mountain of happiness. 
It's said that the Earth's root chakra lives here, which is tied to grounding, security, safety, which are all things I'm trying to attract more of, so I'm not surprised this mountain has called me at the right time in my journey. I didn't have any strange experiences there, but the area and the mountain definitely have a powerful energy around it. The people, the spiritual tools I found there just hold this energy I can't really describe. When I went to Joshua Tree, I had a very shocking experience while in our Airbnb in which we believe we were maybe visited by some kind of alien being. I know it sounds crazy. I'd rather not spill the beans here, but if you ask me in person, I'll definitely tell you the whole story. The next morning, we looked outside and found these round imprints in the sand. I even have photos that could maybe be compared to kind of like crop circles. While driving out of Joshua Tree, I saw maybe a UFO blimp plane thing, but it looked round and I got the vibe that it was like when your friends leave your house and they walk you to the front door and say bye. It was slightly above a mountain and was just staying at the same speed of our car. All of these experiences were pretty spooky, but to be honest, I feel like, girl, this is just chapter one of this crazy thing I call my life. Once I was home, I started to really analyze this experience and ask myself what this meant and what would a freaking ET want from me? I guess maybe they heard of my podcast. I didn't really research Joshua Tree as much as Mount Shasta before going there, so I didn't know this was a place that had heavy UFO and ET sightings, and the residents there hardly even bat an eyelash. There's even a place in Joshua Tree called the Integratron that was built with the guidance of ETs in order to help with healing the collective. The Integratron is open to the public and they hold weekly sound journeys there. If you're interested in learning more about UFOs, Contact in the Desert is a great place to start. It's pretty much like South by Southwest for UFO and ET researchers. Usually it's held in Joshua Tree, but this year's Contact in the Desert begins virtually on June 25th. As someone who's working towards becoming a successful teacher, hopefully one day, still a work in progress. Um, I want to talk a little bit about spirituality on social media for a second because people sometimes ask me if I have recommendations on books or teachers they can listen to. I personally at this moment in my journey really resonate with the books and videos by Penny Kelly. You can find her on YouTube and Amazon. There are others out there but I think overall she's someone who I really look up to because she embodies the frequencies she's talking about, and she isn't afraid to talk about polarizing topics. When we're out there looking for teachers, it's important to use your discernment, but also understand that everyone's voice, including yours, is totally valid. It may not be true from your perspective, but it's still part of someone's unfolding experience. As we heal and learn more, our vibration will raise allowing us to more easily discern what's in alignment with us at this current moment and what isn't. Relationships, habits, concepts, music, food, etc. that resonate with us right now may not resonate with us later. We're all evolving at different paces, so trust that others around you will, in their own time, do the same. When looking into bringing in more people or concepts into your life, whether it's a teacher you're getting information from 
or an Instagram model you're trying to embody, it's important not to develop codependency. Because they're constantly giving you something that you're lacking or believe you can't get yourself, we sometimes take the easy route and give our energy away. Our energy flows to where our attention goes. There's a lot of instant gratification in our society right now, so I challenge you to always learn as much as you can, but take time to digest it and experiment with it yourself. You'd be surprised by the beauty you can find in your individual soul. Next, let's chat about what card we got for this week's episode. The card I was called to pull for this week's episode was Context. Context says there is no need to discriminate or label things as good or bad. We are one spirit, life, and breath living one eternal moment. Dividing life into categories creates imbalance and separation. Life is a never-ending story, full of new beginnings and adventures. Embrace it, live it, love it, create it, and be joyful because of it. Avoid reading too much into things at this time. Taking in the full picture will take time, so let it all slowly unfold. See things from a higher perspective and breathe. Next, let's talk about our main topic this week, which is extraterrestrials. Let's start with introducing what we currently know about ETs. On December 27, 2020, Trump signed a COVID relief bill that stated the Secretary of Defense and Director of National Intelligence have 180 days to share what they currently know about UFOs. On April 15th, a video the Navy recorded of a UFO was leaked and the Pentagon confirmed that it, in fact, was a UFO. I believe there's another video the Pentagon confirmed was a UFO that came out sometime last year. On April 9th, we got an article from the New York Times which stated that UFO sightings have surged during the pandemic, maybe because people have more time to look up and are also moving from cities with light pollution to weekend getaways in nature. TikTok has also added fuel to the fire with its user-submitted UFO videos that have racked up millions of views. I've seen a lot of these and they're pretty weird. Many say it's just a SpaceX test, but some videos are just too weird to explain. If you want to learn more about the history of UFOs, you can look into the UFO crash in Roswell, New Mexico, the visitation of a UFO at a Zimbabwe middle school, and Linda Howe's research on animal mutilations that happened in the US in the 60s. So what's next? I think once we get an official report this summer on UFOs and ETs, people will start asking a lot of questions. People start to realize that they're multidimensional beings that have been suppressed. Religious views, unfortunately, will be challenged. People will question why they're here and some people's mental health will unfortunately suffer. Those who aren't able to use their own power to find their own meaning will unfortunately continue down this rabbit hole. The people who are codependent to the government will move their focus from blaming everything on the government and minorities to everything on ETs, mm, nothing new. This will maybe create a sense of unity between humans because at least you're not quote unquote an alien. But still we aren't seeing the full picture here because we're still blaming everything on something outside of ourselves instead of realizing that we all had a piece of the pie. 
Some will be able to bridge the gap, but some will still hold resentment against ETs because they're highly intelligent. Us humans are also highly intelligent, and I think there's still a lot we don't know about our six senses, our soul, our body, how that all works. This whole concept is really interesting because as we see through the media, a story can be spun in so many different ways. We may be told the truth, or just as our history books show, a truth that's beneficial for the parties involved. As the years go by and technology continues to advance, people will probably look into living off-planet, even though we still haven't solved many of the problems we have here on Earth. People like Elon Musk are trying, but unfortunately, I don't think launching thousands of satellites into Earth's orbit, which actually changes the way our night sky looks for supposedly faster internet, is nowhere near where our priorities need to be right now. Also, I don't think any of these big companies care about anyone's well-being. This planet is ours, and we should all have a say on what goes on here. There needs to be more regulations for things like this, because as we look around us, we're actually starting to see how science can be used as a weapon or a tool for good. We aren't a unified species yet, so going to another planet to try to solve even harder problems doesn't really make sense to me. This environment is ideal for our existence. Why do we keep altering the ecosystem for the advancement of technology and people in power? Just because their voices are the loudest doesn't mean theirs are the most important. How do we level the playing field? People won't take no for an answer, and many will create spaceship civilizations like the movie Xenon, yes girl. Also with global warming, maybe we do have to get off planet. What do I know? What I do know is that we're gonna need help from our ET friends who have shown us in the past that they're here to help. And they've even helped earlier civilizations. This podcast is called Phone Home, a guide to finding your way back home. Because I want people to realize we're also aliens. We've all lived many lives and some of those lives were even lived off planet. Since I started my spiritual journey, I've had a lot of synchronicities, confirmations, and dreams regarding an alien race called the Pleiadians, which are the oldest and most evolved ETs in this area of the universe. I want to make a whole episode on my experiences, but I'll share a really short story. So one day I go downstairs to get the mail and my neighbor who does live sound meditations as a side hustle opens the door and says, hey, yesterday when I saw you, I wanted to ask you something. And I'm like, oh, okay, cool. What is it? She goes, oh, Damn, I just forgot. I'm like, oh, okay. Um, well, if you remember, just let me know. Right when I'm about to walk away, she goes, Wait, do you know about the Pleiadians? Bitch, I was Shikarita. Because I've never mentioned any of my experiences to her or anything. We talk for a little bit about them, and then I go back to my apartment. A few weeks after that, I have a dream that I'm in my living room with my partner, and I feel a really loud noise above our apartment. Then, an orange and blue light surrounds our place. I feel as though there's a UFO above our apartment, and out of nowhere, everything becomes zero gravity, and we're floating in the stream. We end up floating back into our bedroom, and I wake up as if I maybe was floating back into my body. After this dream, I started having inception dreams, where I wake up in a dream, think I'm awake, look around my bedroom, and then realize I'm still sleeping. A few weeks go by and we have two random power outages. 
A few days later, I wake up to a loud vibrating noise and a blue and orange light coming from our living room. I'm literally like, okay, this is it. The UFOs are here. Before I poop all over my bed, I get up and see that the whole neighborhood lost power. When the firefighters came, they started filming the transformer outside of our window. It was still intact and a few hours later when the electrical company came by, I heard them talking and they couldn't really figure out what happened. So I'm not sure if these power outages were connected to UFOs, but for some reason I dreamt this before it happened. And three power outages in only my neighborhood in 11 days seems kind of weird to me. I feel like I definitely need to write a book because the universe will really be throwing some weird but cool experiences my way. Like I said before, I feel like I'm still in chapter one. So if you're here, thanks for coming along for this ride. It's gonna get probably even weirder. I think this is all really exciting because I feel like all the rules are about to change. Our world is a lot more sci-fi and woo-woo than you think. I think when people start to realize this, we're gonna have to sift through a lot of outdated new agey concepts and figure out the real truth about our universe. That's why I mentioned earlier about making sure you're choosing the right people to get information from right now, because there's probably gonna be an influx of people sharing things they directly haven't really experienced to be true. In a way, everything's gonna be thrown in the trash and we just start over. What really is air? What's really going on with these solar flares the sun is giving off? What's going on with COVID, the vaccine, etc.? Everything may become a conspiracy theory until proven otherwise. Textbooks are going to be revised. Homeschooling may skyrocket. Some people will embrace the future and some will put their hands up and just move off grid. My personal advice would be to not get lost in what's real and what isn't. Just be, live in the moment. Don't hold your beliefs even tighter. Be able to have an open mind and think deeply. I honestly wish I could just live in the early 2000s and hang out with Ashley Tisdale, but we have to move away from what we thought was normal because that honestly was just fluff. It's gonna be hard because we have attachments, but remember, you aren't alone. When there's more suppression, there's more expression. You can only become free when you realize you actually were never free in the first place. As we evolve, so does the world around us. We create our reality. Embrace the new things coming into your life. Let yourself be led to the next chapter, even if you feel like you're walking into unknown territory. The more we learn about ourselves, the better equipped we are for handling future challenges. Learn about who you are, just as you are right now, and why. Be curious about and question the world around you. Through this, we find our own individual voice and own individual truth, and start to really embody what we truly believe. I come from a Christian household, so I understand how scary it can be to embody, because sometimes we have conflicting views with friends and family, and feels though we sometimes have to kind of like come out to people and be like, actually I hear what you're saying, but here's what I believe is true in my reality. And that's life. It's a road we all take and sometimes we're all on the same page. Sometimes we're the ones that are wrong. Sometimes fear and hate gets in the way of viewing things from a higher perspective. 
Honestly, do the things that scared the shit out of you. Because when you do, you just become more and more free. Try not to judge what you dislike and do not sacrifice yourself for an old system. Don't choose fear over the people you love. Go outside, take care of yourself, and don't take life too seriously. I love you guys and I'll see you in the next one.